This episode is brought to you by Fleximize, a multi-award winning digital business lender dedicated to providing UK SMEs with flexible finance done properly. Welcome back to Portman Road. Burns, trying to find Jackson. It's Caden Jackson. It's 2-0. Handed by Freddie Ledapo. Towards Colin Chapman. Jack Taylor, 25 yards out. Welcome everybody to the official Ipswich Town podcast powered by Flexamize and a bit of a Derby Day special as we build up to a huge game on Saturday. First up, a bit of a town legend and a local hero drops by. Jason Dezel tells us what it's all about to play in the Derby. That is the games for me, which I look back most fondly. And I know Norwich is coming because I said I'm starting to sing songs at home again, like the old days as a supporter. Next, women's skipper Maria Boswell is in the town TV studio, and we catch up with Alan Lee, who tells us what it's like to play on both sides of the divide. Natasha Thomas is also in conversation with George Burley. Finally, Alex Matthew tells all about scoring a hat-trick in the biggest game of the season. It's my highlight in my Norwich Ipswich game uh, career. To score three on that day was just phenomenal. Season's greetings, everyone, from everyone here at Town TV and the official Ipswich Town podcast. I hope you're having a good time. I know we're having a lot of fun watching Kieran McKenna's side and, yeah, that Wes Burns got. I just, I can't stop watching it. Um, delighted to say we have got a bona fide local hero on the pod with us this week. Looking ahead to that game. Um, yeah, Jason Dezel is a town legend, born and... and in, in Ipswich, you grew up in the shadows of, of Portman Road, made over 300 appearances for this football club, your football club, and you remain, I'd say, its biggest supporter now. Jason, welcome to the official Ipswich Sound podcast. Thanks for joining us. No worries. I don't think there's any better man to have on with us ahead of this big game. Firstly, tell us, how are things? How are you? How are you enjoying it? Well, I'm just uh, going along with the ride with everyone else at the moment. I mean, the buzz in the town is absolutely incredible. Um, it feels like um, the 25 years of being starved have gone for the Switch fans. They're absolutely loving it, and uh, I hope it may continue. Tell me about what side this team reminds you of. Um, I would say, you know, people walking to the ground now know they're going to be entertained. They're going to uh, probably win. It reminded me as a kid, probably in the 81 side, when I was walking down from my house, 200 yards away, walking to the ground, having a feeling of, how many are we going to win by today? And these, these feelings don't come around very often. So we're in the moment, and um, you know, it's, just, it's just incredible what, they, what they've done. You know, and it's just, I have no idea that it was going to be like this. I thought they'd do well, but you know, to get the numbers they're getting... Um, and everybody on side of the White Yard is is absolutely incredible. Tell me about growing up in the shadow of, of this stadium, whilst this club was in a in a real prime era. Yeah, so basically, as long as I can remember, I was coming to Ipswich Town because obviously, like I said before, my football experiences were on the park behind the North Stand. I was there most literally every day in the summer holidays, playing football on the park, and then going to watch the first team train. And then back in them days, on a Saturday, you'd be over the park and they would let you in at half-time. 
So I walked in about 1975, something like that, and was absolutely mesmerised by, by the occasion, the, the atmosphere was electric, intense, and um, I was pretty much hooked from there. So, you know, like I said, my first experiences were, you know, the Paul Mariners, the Kevin Beatties, these these guys who were absolutely incredible players for Ipswich Town. And, um, you know, and then I managed to get to 1978. I was religiously going to watch Ipswich home in a way um, and got to Wembley at 1978 as an 11-year-old, which was probably one of the... One of the best days of my life, football-wise. And then, um, obviously, a few years later, they had an even better team in 1981. The two Dutch boys, Walk, Mariner, Butcher. And uh, as a kid, it was just incredible to go down and watch. And like I said, I was on the, on the terraces at 11, 12. And like I said, if you would have said to me, two or three years' time, you'd be playing with these guys, I would have said, you need locking up. But... It happened, so I was I was really grateful, you know, to to be in it, it, to be around that time. You know what? I feel so lucky because I feel like I learned so much, and my 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 knowledge and my sort of appreciation of this football club is always enriched after I do an episode of this podcast. I mean, yeah. the last time we were out, we were looking through some memorabilia, and I did what I called a paper review. Catch yeah. it, by the way, if you haven't listened to it already. We we look back at some brilliant moments over uh, at the cafe over in Burley's and in, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and just looking at people's memorabilia and how proud they are of, of this football club, it really just fills you with a bit of pride that you represent this club. And look, I know you, you wear that. You're, you're merched up. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're stood here today yeah. in 2023 wearing all the yes. clubber and all the gear because yeah. you're so proud yeah. of, of that badge. Yeah. My question to you is, as an Ipswich boy, yeah. Suffolk born and bred, what does Ipswich Town Football Club mean for the people of Ipswich and the people of the county? Um, it's the focal point of the community. You know, people have got an affinity with this football club, and it can also be quite tribal as well. Um, for me, local boy, you're not just playing for a year for Ipswich. You're representing your hometown, and that came with a, with a lot more pressure. Because, like I said, when especially with me, when the Norwich games came up, because of my history, I knew what it meant. I see myself getting hyped up more than I normally do before a game when Norwich came up. So I was pretty quite quiet and got about my own thoughts before games. But Norwich came up, I was jumping about all over the place, you know, trying to get people because I knew a lot. Of, I know a lot of people in Ipswich. My brother was a massive Ipswich fan, and the pressure was on me to, you know, make sure you win, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. So the pressure was on, and um, I could feel the, the difference in my preparation for the Norwich game than the other games so it was actually huge for me because uh, you know I've been in the grounds as a kid um, and the, the atmosphere was electric you know when I used to play on Boxing Day and New Year's Day as a kid it was just fantastic so yeah this this football club at the minute is where it should be um, it's been too long and the fans have been starved now there's something in the air and I think something big is, is going to happen this year. You've mentioned them. I think it's only right that we, we, we talk about Norwich. Yes. Um, and what that fixture means. Yeah. Because, again, you've got a one-club city over there. You've got a one-club town over yeah. here. Yeah. The rivalry is one of the most intense I've ever experienced. Yeah. I call it Farmageddon. Um. <laughs> I know people have other names for it, but every time they play it, it's as if there's 
it's like electricity. Yeah. Something yeah. goes yeah. on. But what does this game mean for the people of it? Switch in terms of it affects their day to day lives. It affects their mood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was at uh, Norwich QPR a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, watching Andre play, and all through the game, all the songs Norwich was singing was was about Ipswich, not about nothing else. It was all about Ipswich, um, derogatory as well. Yeah. Um, so they're they're up for it, and I've been down here, and uh, you know, I've got loads and loads of friends who are massive Ipswich fans, and this they just can't not wait for this game. Um, it, it appears we're the favourites, and that, that ain't happened for a long, long time. Um, so, the the estimated uh, thing at the end of the season will be, at the moment it appears we're going to be playoffs at least, Norwich in a bit of a transition at the moment, and um, this game's expectation is like I've never known before, it is unbelievable, because I live in the town, everybody's talking about it, so I hope that we get the result we need. We'll talk about this yeah. upcoming edition of, of the fixture in a minute um, and I really want to sort of like delve a bit deeper into it but I want to ask you as the boy from Ipswich as the local hero at 16 years old you burst onto the scene kind of like Andre as well you yeah. burst onto the scene like yeah. father like son you burst onto the scene 16 years 57 days still the youngest ever goal scorer in English football league history yeah a trailblazer of your time. But, and I mean this with the utmost respect, he's still a bit naive. He's still young, a bit wet behind the ears. You've got energy, boundless energy. You want to go and show people who you are. What happens when the local boy who's been brought up to think they are the enemy takes them on? Well, like I said, I I was going to... Every game up until I made my debut. So I'm sure a couple of weeks before I made my debut, I was in that North Stand because there was no academies in them days. So I'm plodding along playing Sunday League and playing for my county, Suffolk, not thinking what was going to happen in my last year at school. So my biggest highlight was a week was not, not the playing. It was, um, it was watching Ipswich. I couldn't sleep. It was that intense. Um, I'd play for Suffolk in the morning, go and have a bath, go and watch Ipswich in the afternoon. So, you know, my last year at school, I get called into, into, I got pulled into the youth team, which was great. I'm still at school. That's still a bonus for me. It's a big accomplishment. And after a few months, I play a reserve game and manage to score a couple of goals while still at school. That's a big thing for me as well. Get to play at Portman Road for the reserves. Then I get the call from Bobby Ferguson. You're having Thursday off school, and you're going to come and train with the first team. So walking to walking from my house to the training was just incredible. So I get to, get to the changing rooms downstairs, and if you know the changing rooms, um, I was so nervous. There's a boiler room as just before you get to the first team changing room. I went and hid in there for 20 minutes because um, I was just so nervous. I was in awe of these guys. And then, um, obviously, someone come and found me after 20 minutes and took me in to the changing room. And, um, yeah, I went to train with them, still not knowing what was going to happen on the Saturday. But I'm in the squad. And them days, there was only one sub. So we had our pre-match meal, 
gets to the changing rooms and my name's been read out as a sub. Lo and behold, I'm on after 29 minutes and then, uh, you know, the 8 and a half minute, I get my goal, which was everybody knows about. But then not long after, um, my first experience of Norwich was New Year's Day the next year. And I managed to score in a 2-0 win. Tell me about the New Year's Eve. I mean, how old were you? Are we still six? I was just 16. 16. You can't have a shandy yet. No. But New Year's Eve, Christmas has been gone, and you're playing them on New Year's Day. Yeah. How do you navigate your New Year's Eve? How do, do things change? Does your preparation change? How are you nervous? I mean, you're 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 the local hero that hid yeah, in yeah, hid, hid, hid yeah. in the boiler room. Yeah, my 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 first um, local derby was like I said, I was just seventeen. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. Just seventeen on New Year's Day, and um, I remember not feeling that nervous because I think when you're that young, a lot of it goes over your head. It's only like sometimes when I look back now, is God, how did you? How did you do all that? At the time, I'm just going with the ride. You know, I'm still at school. I'm really doing really well in the reserves and things like that. And I get the call for the first team. And then six months later, I'm my first game against Norwich. Now, I remember feeling um, excited, but you know, a little bit apprehensive at the same time because now the pressure's on. Like I said, you're not playing for Ipswich Town. You're representing your hometown club. And there's a big difference. So, yeah, I just remember the game very, very well, like it was yesterday. We got a 2-0 win. But four months after that, we get them in the semi-final of the Milk Cup. It's a chance to go to Wembley. For, for, for our younger listeners, the Milk Cup is now? That is the... What do they call the League it Cup. The League Cup, yeah. The League Cup. Yeah, the yeah. EFL Cup. Yeah, so we draw them in the Milk Cup, with the EFL Cup. And... Um, we managed to get a 1-0 result here. And I just remember getting kicked off the park at Carroll Road. They beat us 2-1. And unfortunately for me, I was marking Steve Bruce, who got the winning goal. So that was a terrible time for me, and a chance to go to Wembley. But also, like I said, the pressure, my fault for the second goal. Didn't pick Steve Bruce up from a corner. So that was probably my worst time. You know, playing for Ipswich at that time. You, you talked about Bobby Ferguson giving you a debut. How mm. did Bobby Ferguson motivate you to play? I him? don't know, mate. He was he was he was like my dad. He saw something in me that I don't know how many more people to put a schoolboy in um, in a in a the old first division. Um, so he must have seen enough of me in the previous games for the reserves and. Um, and I think uh, about a month before, I think what got me into the team was we played Chelsea away. And I don't know if this, if you know Chelsea old boys. I had playing it up against um Can you remember Mickey Joy? Yeah. And I think it was Doug Rigby at the back, two strapping centre halves. Pre. And I was pre, a that was pre money. Chelsea. Mate, they, they, these were after Chopper. <laughs> is, that, is that when they after Chopper Harris? I think these were the two next one the hardest. Did they still have the track as well? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, around there, and. Um, you know, I think he must have thought I'll chuck him in, see how he does. A schoolboy against up against these two, and I managed to score. So, yeah, the next couple of weeks, I think they had a bad result against Shrewsbury in the FA Cup, Ipswich. So he was under a lot of pressure. So to put me in was a really, really big call. But one I'm thankful for, and uh, yeah, it turned out okay. So how did he motivate you? And what did he say? <laughs> 
to the team ahead of playing Norwich? Um, like I said, I had my own way. They, they can say what they want, but I had my own feelings of you know my history with Norwich as a fan, and I just don't need the manager. I've got all my friends who are Ipswich fans, and they, they, will, they will remind me of what it is. Like I said, I've been there, watched it as a supporter, and I've been there and played in it. Um, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You want to win, and you want to you want to win uh, with a bit of style. And and over the course of the times I played in Norwich, I had a good percentage win rate. So yeah, I think the '85 team, the '85 game, was probably the only time I've lost against Norwich in my time. So I had a good record against them. And uh, so, what I'm proud of. Take me to 92-93. Um, you beat Norwich 3-1 here at Portman Road. You scored two, the local boy. Yeah, yeah. What a feeling. Well, it was a, a good feeling for, for more than one reason. I mean, we, we, we flew off the tracks for the first ever Premier League. You know, we got, we got to January and we was fourth in the Premier League. I remember the, the December game... Two, two, we beat them 2-0 at Carroll Road. Then we was in the quarter-final of the FA Cup, quarter-final of the, the League Cup, but then we nearly went down. We could not win another game from January to the third game of the last of the season, which was Norwich. And that game kept us in the Premier League, the 3-1 win. So, for many factors, it was a really, really big, big result. Personally, fantastic. Do you remember the goals? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Take yeah. me through. Yes, so I put us 1-0 up. Um, it was a through ball by Grant Williams. And there was sort of a collision between their centre-half and the got Grant, Brian Gunn. And it somehow squirmed out to me, so I volleyed it in for 1-0. I think Chris Sutton, our friend, got the equaliser. And then I can remember it's Mickey Stockwell um, getting a second one. And then I rounded it up. I'd done a nice turn on the halfway line against John Polston. And then um, I came into the edge of the box unchallenged, so I decided to hit it. And uh, luckily for me, it flew in. <laughs> amazing, yeah. amazing. So you've had some great experiences at Carroll Road as well. It's been a happy hunting ground for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, listen, I've always, from a very early age, been brought up to dislike Norwich and that's no criticism of Norwich as a football club I do respect them as a football club but that's just built in me it's, in my it's animal rivalry it's, it's in my genes yeah, and um, you know, I had a brother who was storing Ipswich so I got it from him really and um, and going to Ipswich games and um, like I said them games um, on Boxing Day were just magical magical games you packed in like sardines in the North Stand and um, it was just brilliant and um, like I said that is the game, games for me, which I look back uh, most fondly. And I know Norwich is coming because, like I said, I'm starting to sing songs at home again, like the old days as a supporter. I know it's coming, I'm getting excited, and I just can't wait for the game. This record against them, uh, the fact that we haven't beaten them since 2009-10. I know. It's ten, it's ten long games. Yeah. It... It feels, I mean, do you feel it's kind of like hung over the shoulders of this football club a bit? Do you think it's, like kind of, you know, the old the old adage of like the albatross on your shoulders, does it, does it feel like that? It has been, it has been. They've been on top for way too long. Um, 
but it appears things are about to change. You know, like I said, I was I was at um, Carrow Road two weeks ago, and it felt like Ipswich was a few years back. It was a bit of a negative arena, quiet, and the natives are restless. Yeah, that, that, it had that it had that in the ground. So, and then you come to Portman Road. I mean, I'd love to have played under this stadium. I mean, we didn't have the top tiers when I was playing. Um, I would have loved to have played under this crowd now. It would have been amazing for me um, as a local lad because, like I said, it holds even more now than when I was playing. And I come down here and uh, it's just electric at the moment. Electric. So it appears we're the favourites, but you, you know, on the day, a derby, anything can happen. So... I I don't want to quote Maloko, I kind of won't, but it feels as though our time is now. Yeah, yeah. Even, like I said, it's touch wood. Even if we lose, I think there's something big is happening to this football club at the minute. I really do. It's not very rarely you get this this feel. Um, everybody's on side, from the chairman to the supporters. Everybody's on side with it. And it's, it's showing on the pitch. Feel like we're we're Rocky Balboa in this. Mate, you, know, you, yeah. you look at you look at where they've been. Premier League back. They've had some really good players come through. They they've played some great football. Yeah. Um, and look, they they've been to the Premier League and, and they've come back down. But yeah. this football club has also had its yeah. its lows. Going down to League One, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. back out yeah. and playing this brand of football and yeah. the sort of the togetherness and the unity right yeah. now is. I mean, the the atmosphere is. Yeah. It's it's like. It's it's infectious. Yeah. Here. Um, but again, if this was about if this was boxing, we'd be Fabio Wardley swinging right now. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's who we are right now. Yeah. And it just feels as though this club has got this extra boost of power towards it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's there's something happening here. Um, the energy is incredible. Like I said, walking through town, everybody's talking about it. Um, getting wonder goals. We're getting comebacks. We're getting this. We're getting that. Everything is happening here. Like I said, we're getting three and four goals every game. That's incredible. Three or four goals every game. And there's how many times they come back from two 0 down and win? And it's just, you know, for value for money, coming to Richard's Town at the moment is uh, probably the number one ground in the world. It feels like the most hotly contested of the derbies in a long, long time. Yes, yes. I mean, Ipswich are second. They're going from promotion, and it's Norwich. That's not happened for a very, very long time. So, on that basis, I think this game its not going to define our season, I don't think. But it's a reward for the supporters if we get a result. Like I said, I think they've been starved for the last 25 years of anything great. And basically, this, this is for them. This game is for them and getting a result for them. Christmas will come early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they've been through it, the Ipswich fans. They've been through it. So... This will be a reward for all, you know, to be stuck together. And finally, we're about to see something big happen in Ipswich Town. I, I keep referring to you as the local hero because that is what you are. You live the dream of of, ev- of every yeah. young town fan to put on that blue shirt, to go out, to represent your football club, to, to, to enjoy some really good moments here at Portman Road and, and beyond. And you served your club with distinction. I need you to do me something ahead of this fixture. I need you to give us a battle cry. What would you say to Kieran and the boys ahead of this fixture? Um, stay calm. Use your heads. Don't let the emotion of the game get to it. Play your normal game and you should be fine. And I have 100% faith that we will win the game.
my last question to you, I want you to think about because it's it's something where you need a bit of marination time. It feels as though this club over the past years, and I know we talk about the story and people are like, oh yeah, get on with it. You talk about the story all the time. But as someone who, I, I mean, we talked about it outside, as someone who, who's been here as a, as a journalist for yeah. BBC and yeah. has come here and sort of been brought into the family because it is a family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. This is yeah. this place is incredible and, yeah. and the atmosphere is electric. But I think sometimes football fans need therapy. Yeah. They need to exercise some demons. Yeah. And they need to to let go of trauma. Yes. And let's be fair, the only way to do it is by beating them. Yeah. Because it's been so long. Yeah. Do you think that this club needs that? Do you think that they need to exercise those demons of the past? Because we've got this incredible squad. It just, everything is kind of leading to that. Like I said, I don't think that the um, next Saturday's games will define. I think fans need Premier League. It's number one. Norwich result would be great. If we lose and go up, let's see, you know, our main goal is to get to the Premier League. That's where it's supposed to belong. We're known all over the world. You can go anywhere in the world. You heard, everybody's heard of it, Switch Town. So it's a huge game. And for. Everybody concerned with Ipswich Town, but the main goal is we are in a great position now. We get through Christmas unscathed. Got some hard games coming up. Norwich will be a bonus, but still got Leeds. We've still got Watford. We've got to get through these games. My my aim for Ipswich would be Premier League, definitely. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a sprint, yeah, of course. But we are in a fantastic position. Norwich beat them. Everybody will have a great Christmas. Now you get to after New Year, we're still in the same position. You watch this town, and it'll be buzzing even more. So Norwich, a great result with a win, but let's get to May and put ourselves in with a shout of going to the Premier League. There you go. All about the long game from the local hero himself. Um, Jason, thank you for joining us. Happy Pleasure. Christmas. And you too and enjoy the game. No worries. Thank you very much. Cheers. Hi, I'm Dominic Ball, and you are listening to the official Ipswich Town podcast. Funding your business doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take weeks. It doesn't need to involve your bank. At Fleximize, we believe there's a different way to do things. We take the hassle out of finance, so you can get on with what you do best, running your business. Think of us as your trusty sidekick with the power to boost your business with fast, flexible loans built for you. Visit us at Fleximize.com or call our Ipswich office on 01473 208 108. Fleximize. Business finance done properly. Huge thanks to Jason Zell for giving us a cracking insight into Derby Day. Uh, to the women's team now. And Maria Boswell tells us of her pride at being appointed captain. It still sounds weird, I've been saying. I think it's been about two weeks now uh, since I found out. But yeah, it still feels a bit weird. doesn't really sound right. How does someone get appointed captain of a football club? God, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually really know the process that went into it. But um, obviously, unfortunately, our club captain, Blue, decided to take a step away from football, um, which 
kind of opened up a, an opportunity for for one of the other players to to step into and um yeah Joe our, our manager kind of just called me in um Thursday a couple of weeks ago after training um and just said that they've made the decision that they think um me and and, and Kyra uh, would be a really good fit for kind of captain vice captain in those kind of two roles and we had a conversation as the three of us and he kind of asked if it was something that I'd be open to and of I said yep and that was kind of how it went did you have to do some sort of ceremony was that like an investiture no, unfortunately no. I was thinking maybe there was like yeah, salute some the sort flag of, or something yeah you know? but yeah some sort of sword on my shoulders yeah. but no nothing like that just just, just a an nice armband a little chat and an armband on the weekend I love it <laughs> I love I love your work um tell us about I mean look we're, we're all looking ahead to a certain game aren't we? Mm. we we know what we're looking ahead to tell me about your relationship with with Norwich City with Ipswich being Ipswich and, and and that relationship with Norwich City as a player as a supporter as someone who, who wears the badge yeah. what does it mean to you um so I didn't grow up in Ipswich so it was kind of my first introduction to the kind of rivalry in the derby between Ipswich and Norwich when I joined the club back in 2019 now in the in the academy of the women's team um, and I think just from the get-go, you can see how important it is to the whole community, um, how big derby days are. Um, and yeah, I think since I've been at the club, I don't think for the men's team there's been a derby day. So I'm really, really excited for the one coming up. Um, and this year I've really become a true fan. I've been at all the home games. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing. I can't wait for it. Is there a buzz around the women's team in general that the men's team are, are, are playing Norwich and kind of the state of the men's team at the moment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we all kind of um, look at them and because and we play very similar systems, we kind of look at how well they're doing and how uh, how well they're playing the system that we try and play. And we do we do look at it and try and emulate it. You know, when we get to the training ground, there's always um, their training highlights on the screens in the canteen and we just look at it in awe sometimes because the pace of it, the, the quality of it is just so so high all the time um but yeah some of the we me and Kyra saying who are the the two that go to all the home games suddenly the uh, the Norwich tickets were asked which if we want one and suddenly all the girls are, are wanting one all of a sudden the fake fans are uh wanting to go to the Norwich the game funny trippers. enough yeah the day trippers and me and Kyra like we're here every Saturday true fans home and away home maybe not away <laughs> don't born, know about that born and raised born and raised <laughs> but uh Elite. yeah suddenly everyone wants wants a, wants be a part of it which I mean it's obviously great uh, I think it'll be a really good good day there's a really big group of us going coaches players and hopefully it'll be a really good good day for for the men you're gonna have your own firm soon what <laughs> Boswell on the beat I'm gonna be uh we sit in Alf Ramsey but I'm gonna switch across and go to the the drumming section and the singing section it's about the atmosphere Pro- the atmosphere Ultra. here has been unreal yeah, it has, it yeah no definitely um yeah the atmosphere I think it probably drives the men on more than anyone can think um and yeah, no, it's been great this season for all the home games I've been at. From your perspective, uh, with the women's team, <laughs> it's hard for me not to try and you know just like properly lather this in in compliments and and sort of you know really add add to it. But it's fair to say that the the rivalry has been one sided. Has yeah, it's 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 actually a shame because it'd be great if they were in our league and it was a really competitive match. But unfortunately. We are just kind of 
as it is with the women's team, even though that the women's game, even though they are just the league below, it's kind of there has always been quite a big difference in the levels, and that's just how it is in the women's game at the moment. It kind of some teams get great investment like we do, um, and some teams not as much. But I definitely think they're growing, which it, it is a good thing. And I hope in you know the years to come it will become a really big game for us and still a rivalry though oh of course yeah of course um but yeah we, I mean we're always hoping to get them in the cup and that would be a great day hopefully maybe it would be at Carroll Road or Portman Road that would be great um but yeah it hasn't happened yet um this season tell me about the 10-0 I wasn't actually involved in the 10-0 I know but still even I was, as someone I was there. who's involved I was there. You, you may not have been involved on the pitch, but involved in the squad. Yeah, it was a great day. It was it was really good. Um, I think we got a really big crowd down at Felix Stowe. Um, and yeah, I think there was, there's been two games. I think that was maybe the night game. And the night game, I remember, we had the drums there. That was probably the first time that the drums had come down to Felix Stowe. And it was just a great atmosphere, a great day. And obviously, I mean, 10-0. It's always great. You've got such a great squad around you the women's team if you could pick one player from the women's team to slot into the men's team just for the Norwich game who'd give you pride passion desire hunger who would it be it's got to be Eloise King she's an Ipswich Town fan through and through she's grown up here she loves the club um, proper ultra um, and I think she would love a Norwich Ipswich Derby day to play in it. Um, so yeah, I'd have to slot her in. Proper ultra. Oh, she is. She's got the lingo as well. She is. She uh, she was telling us a story about um, a Derby day. A few, it must have been quite a few years ago. And she was on the bridge going over to Portman Road. And I think the Norwich fans were getting escorted. And she was there giving it the biggest. <laughs> so she is. She, she loves it. Tell me about what Derby day will look like for you. Being the new sort of leader of... I don't know what I'm going to call your little gang, but okay. yeah, I don't know what I'm going to call you. But you know, as as sort of a new, well, a proper proper town fan, mm. what, what's it going to look like for you? Well, obviously, it's an early kickoff. Yeah, um, might get a few of the girls round to because there's three of us that live together in a house, so might get a few more round. We'll get in the car together, drive down, get there, you know, a decent time before so we can really soak it all in, um, and yeah, just be up there. Singing away, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be a really, really good day. And hopefully we have an unbelievable result tonight. Yes, 100%. I, I can see it happening, 100%. Looking at the women's team this year, um, the one word I used to describe this season is just goals. <laughs> goals. Goals, yeah. goals, 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 yeah. goals. Yeah, especially the last few matches. I think we've had a 8-0 and a 6-0. Um, obviously, they're, they, were, they were FA Cup games, so... We were playing teams in, in leagues below, but it's good that even in those sort of games we're relentless. Um, we don't settle for two, three nils. Um, and they're the sort of games that you can really work on things that you've been doing in training. And we, we always say just use this as an opportunity to put some really good stuff together. And I think we have done that. And yeah, goals. Goals for our team at the moment. I was hearing this question after Coventry City. Do people fear playing Ipswich Town now? And I'm going to ask you the same question. Do teams look at you guys and go, oh, God, not them? I think so, yeah. I think, you know, especially in our league, we always say we, we play Billericay at the weekend and we do say that, as bad as it sounds, I do think that every team in our league just always seems to put on their best um, against us and put on their best performance. I think there's a 
a thing about oh we took points off of Ipswich because of our investment with the men's team um yeah how well supported we are um and just kind of the weight that the badge holds I think every team in our league especially just yeah seem to sharp against us and we play the best version of every team um which means that we have to be prepared for that and yeah, even though there might be teams in the bottom half of the table or near the bottom of the table, they're they're going to want to prove a point and kind of uh, put one over on us. So yeah, I think there is a there is a thing around our team where you know they they, they want to try and nick points off of us. Obviously, being captain of this team comes with great responsibility. What's what are the goals for you? You're young. You have a great career ahead of you. What are your goals? I think, I mean, obviously our, our main one and our team one is to get promoted to the championship. That's what we've set our sights on for the last two, three years now. And yeah, that's that's the thing that we're really, really working towards. And that's the step that we want to make. And I think as a team and a club, I think we're ready to make that. Um, so that's the, that's the main one. Um, and yeah, I just want to get as many appearances under my belt for Ipswich as I can and and uh, yeah, hopefully take us to the next level. When you look at your own involvement in the history of the Women's Football Club, do you sit there and think, I could become a trailblazer, I could be a captain who, who takes us up, I could I could lead from the front? And I mean, look, it's all there. It's all in front of you. The, the opportunity is there. I mean, the pressure must be incredible, <laughs> but also the rewards are big. Yeah, 100%. I think with the squad we have now, there's such potential to to go to the next level and get promoted and to be a part of that and kind of hopefully be at the forefront of that is is a big thing and it, it's it's an honour really um, and I hope that you know the squad that we have now is so young but there's just so much talent and so much potential that um, yeah I think we can really we can do big things and when you've got goal scorers in your team like you do <laughs> anything is possible got Natasha Thomas bagging the goals this season she's doing great unbelievable Lena Gunning-Williams got her first senior hat-trick so that's also because she's really young um, but yeah like I said the the young talent that we have in our team it can it can take us to to the new the, the next level I always see on uh, Natasha's stories when she puts up you know there's just posters of her and everyone just going right she scores again she scores again <laughs> I just text her the same thing I go you're quite good at this football yeah. thing, aren't you? Yeah, no, <laughs> You're quite good. Her season, the season she's having so far is is great. But she she puts so much dedicate. She's so oh, yeah. dedicated. She puts so much into it. You see, recovery, everything is on yeah. point. Yeah. And you, got, I got nothing but respect for her because she just she wants to be the best. Yeah, yeah. She loves it. I mean, she obviously she's been here for for a very long time, and um, I think she's coming into her eighth or ninth season now. So. She absolutely loves the club. She wants um, our team to get to where it should be and she wants to be a part of that and she's a massive part of that and hopefully she just keeps going the way she's going this season and keeps scoring the goals. I need I need a bit of a battle cry from you. I need you as captain of the women's team to give it to the men. I need you to, to motivate them. So if you can do it, mm-hmm. give us something. Give us a proper... Put me on the spot. Proper skippers. Me You're a captain. You're a leader. Boys... Bring home the win. You know how important it is to, to the whole club, to the whole town, um, and just do what you got to do. Love it. Love your work. <laughs> Maria, great to have you with us. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. Hi, I'm Natasha Thomas, and you're listening to the official Ipswich Town podcast. From the women's team to a man who, despite briefly crossing the divide, enjoyed some great days in a town shirt and in the East Anglian derby. Alan Lee sits down with Andy Warren. 
Alan, thank you for joining us on the official Ipswich Town podcast. Pretty cold inside Portman Road at the moment, but with Norwich on the horizon, things are going to hot up, isn't it? Um, what are your memories of those of those games? They're pretty special. Uh, really, really special games. Um, you know, it, there's there's such a such a rivalry between the, the two clubs. Um, I also think they're possibly the only two clubs that kind of represent their counties. You know, the only professional club in the county. So um, there's a hell of a lot riding on us, and it's just something you, you, you look forward to as a player. Do you remember your first one? Do you remember like the build-up to it, what, the, what your teammates told you, and, and how they kind of got, got you up for those games? I would, they didn't need to get us up to you know. I think it was with Joe Royal, if I remember rightly, and we were playing away at Carroll Road, and uh, Danny Haynes scored a goal. I remember from a header back from me, um, and um, yeah, there's nothing. I, I, you know, I say to people when it's the one thing money can't buy is that feeling you know so you're a billionaire cannot recreate the feeling of you scoring a goal or getting a win and going to your fans um after a goal or after you know after a big game and uh, i guess that's the that's the one thing i miss from football yeah danny had a bit of a habit of doing that in those games didn't he i think the one that you just mentioned actually went down as an own goal but he uh he did an awful lot of damage in those Norwich games over the time. They called him the Canary Crusher. He, he did, and he was, he, was, he was very young at the time. I remember he had blistering pace. Um, but he's, he'll always be remembered by Ipswich fans. Yeah. Do, do you remember, like, how quickly you kind of got the idea that this was a really big game, Ipswich v Norwich? Because geographically, it's actually quite a long way between, between the two. Well, after you signed, did you quickly realise that it meant an awful lot to the fans? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand it beforehand, you know, quite how big it was. Um, leading up to it, I think fans and your friends start talking about it, people start asking for tickets. There's just, you, you get this recognition, there's extra on it. Um, what I always remember is travelling up because you're, you know, being Norwich, we'd normally travel on the day and there just seems to be so many cars on the road, so many blue flags out, and I think that's when the, the the excitement really starts to build. Yeah, you did get that feeling yourself, though, scoring in a derby. Some great pictures of it, some great video footage of it. What do you remember of that? That came at Carrow Road. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think it was a. It, it might have been a goal kick. I got in front of my man, and I flicked it on to um, Pablo. I mean, Pablo had a really good relationship. I always knew where he'd be. Sometimes I'd be short and he'd be long, and vice versa. And I flicked it on and he um, just took a touch and put the most sublime pass behind the defender for me and I won the race and put it in the corner and then you just go bananas <laughs> it's the it's the best feeling ever yeah I guess you can't plan what you're going to do in that situation when you celebrate it can you I, I never do and I don't understand people that do I, I think there's certain goals listen if you, if you score a goal against if you're 3-0 up and you score the fourth it's not quite the same feeling but something that matters to, bring, to put you 1-0 up local derby um, I mean that energy that energy you feel you could you know run through a brick wall it's just amazing yeah we talked about a couple of Carrow Road games there but what were the Portman Road games like for the derby I remember it was always it was always tight um, I can't remember if, if I won one here um, but yeah I've, I've I feel sometimes there's a little bit more pressure on you in a funny way when you when you're at home. Um, so I, I was kind of the type of player was I'd, I'd 
kind of probably get a bit I'd, I'd prefer to be the underdog you know and I'd probably prefer playing away from home but amazing it would be packed out and um, I can't wait to see what happens this year yeah. what's it like in the build up to it within the group do you talk about the game a little bit more do, is it talked about as players about this one how much it means or, or is it really business as usual I, you know it's, it's, it's slightly different you know I, th- I think a game like that there's certainly more nerves there um, I wouldn't say you. T- we'd always talk about whatever game we have coming up. I wouldn't say there's m- more chat, but I can definitely feel there's more. There's more tension. There's also a bit more when the gaffer's main name in the team. You know, there's there's times in in a team that you don't necessarily drop. He's resting certain players, and you want to make sure you're playing in that game. That's the big one. That's the one where your family are all watching, all your friends are watching. So there can be a little bit more tension there. Yeah, I think you were unbeaten in derbies in a blue shirt. Anyway, in a yeah, in a blue shirt. There's a slight elephant in the room. Um, you did play in one in a yellow shirt as well, 2009, um, very briefly at Norwich. Um, how was that as an experience for you? Yeah, a black mark against my name for, for all eternity. It was very strange and kind of emotional and I didn't, you know, um, as a player, once a, once a whistle goes, I, I can put all that behind me, do you know what I mean? But I, I felt sad kind of coming back to see, there were so many people at that time in the club that, I felt, you know, we're a bit special, really nice people, and yeah, and I'm, I'm talking about just even the staff around the, around the dog, the, the tunnel, and um, the gentleman making you tea in the dressing rooms, and it was sad, it was a sad. I felt sad going in there. I missed it. Yeah, is it is it tough kind of going up to say hello to these people, but with a with a different badge on your chest? And not not really. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't. You know, I, I kind of, I, I didn't feel it was. You know, I felt if it was down to me, I'd have stayed and stayed at the club and stayed longer. So I didn't really feel, I, I didn't feel ashamed or embarrassed about it. I just kind of, I felt weird because I really felt at home here. And it was, you know, yeah. it was sad coming back in a, in a yellow jersey. Yeah, a win for Ipswich that day though. Um, and I think I'm right in saying that is the, the last time that Ipswich won one of these games. Really? Going back that long. Um, so... What do you think the class of 23, 24 are going to be thinking going into, for a lot of them, almost all of them actually, their first experience of this? Well, obviously the form guide would suggest there'll be no better time for us to to play them. Um, I watched the game the other night, I think they gave away a two-goal lead. Um, I think they're hurting a bit, but all that said, you know, the, this big occasion, this will be the one game that they, you know, they'll know that actually if they can get a result here, it takes a lot of pressure out of them. They're still very dangerous. The manager's got a very good record. Um, it'll be a tough game, but I keep watching us. I watch the way we play football. I watch the energy we have, how positive everyone is. This, our subs make a difference. So, uh, you know, you, you've got to put us down as favourites. Despite that little black mark that we, we won't mention, Again, you're very much, very much a blue involved in town TV, very regularly seeing you on the screens. How much are you involved in enjoying that kind of being around, around the club again and, and getting involved there? It's it's great being, you know, what the club feels like it did when I first signed, and everyone's very positive. There's lots of nice people working. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's relaxed. Um, and I felt we'd, we'd got away from a bit of what, what gave us our identity. So it's great being back. I really enjoyed watching it. I love the manager. I love the way he speaks. Um, and he's very humble and polite. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just nice to be around. Yeah. And one last thing, just before, just before we, let, uh, we lose you here. Um, can we push you for a prediction? 
Oh God, you know, I, 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 I think we're going to win this game. You know, I, I just, uh, I keep looking at, I think we have our players and our energy and the way we move the ball, I think it'll just suit us and I, I can't see us losing that game. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. I'm Sam Morsi and you're listening to the official Ipswich Town Pod. From the pitch, let's head to the dugout where former town boss George Burley has given our very own Natasha Thomas a bit of an insight into what it's like managing in the big game. Yes, a lot. Um, I mean, I started my career um, as a youngster at Ipswich and there's always been a rivalry. I arrived in 71 and, and when you're talking to the fans and living in the town, everybody's talking about when the Norwich game is. And um, we've had many intriguing games um, over my spell as a player and as a manager. Um, looking back into the early 70s, really, um, I think one of the first games was important was the Texel Cup games. I think we played them in the Texel Cup. Um, and, and so really it started from a very young age in the, the early 70s. And, and I think um, in the last few years, you know, we've been doing so well, we've been winning games, but people saying, bring on Norwich, bring on Norwich. So they're, they're really looking forward to it. Yeah, so as you say about the fans themselves, how will they be looking forward to this this game? Because it's been a while now, um, but I'm sure the fans can be looking forward to it. It's a home game as well. Yeah, I mean, everything's went so well in the last couple of years. We're winning games, um, getting promotion. We're still winning virtually every game. Only lost two this se- uh, one game this season. Um, so it's a case of um, um, keep, keep working hard, um, but all, they're always looking at the date. When did we play Norwich? When did we? You know, when is the game going to be? So um, it's when the fans are really important. But it's just three points. But there's no doubt every season you're looking for the date that um, you're going to play Norwich. Yeah, and I think what you said there is three points is key, of course. Um, with the players, it's going to be a big game for them, for the coach, McKenna. Um, for you as a player itself, was it different um, from you walking out on the pitch to you coaching? Yeah, well, it's different because there's more pressure on, on you from the fans. Um, it's great when you win and not so good when you lose. So um, it can go either way. Uh, naturally, you don't want to lose a derby match for a player or a manager. Um, but that's life. But um, for the fans, it's the game of the season. <laughs> no matter what, you must beat Norwich. So um, hopefully that can happen. No, definitely. But um, I think I looked back at your career and I think the 5-0 um, win, is that a big highlight for yourself? Um, the day itself and the rivalry between the two, really? Yeah, well, I've, I've been lucky. I've been in the... the and a side of 5-1 twice. I think in 1977, we beat Norwich 5-0, going back a long time ago. And I think Trevor Wymat scored two goals and um, Walkie scored a goal. And then as a manager, um, I think that was in 96, where everybody remembers Brian Gunn missing the ball from a pass back. Um, so they're very happy memories. And um, when I see Brian now and again, we, I sort of say, what about that back pass, Brian? But, um, yeah, some, some great results. Um, we've lost one or two games, but mainly been in the winning end. And that's what we want, isn't it? Um, but finally, I think one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask you is, obviously the boys are going to be stepping out on that pitch soon. McKenna will be as well. For you, what, what would you say to them to make sure that the occasion may not 
oddly get to them and that they can perform as highly as they can? I think um, motivations um, doesn't really play a part into a derby games. Uh, but it's important that you go and play your normal game. Um, you can't get too excited about it. You can't get too aggressive over it. Um, so you've got to be disciplined, play your normal game. Um, the way Ipswich are playing at the moment, they must go in there with a lot of confidence. Um, Kieran's got the team week in, week out um, with a winning mentality. So it's a really more of the same. And then it'll be double important for the fans. But for a player, it's three points. But um, it's very important uh, for the whole town that hopefully we can um, get another three points. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's bragging rights, isn't it? Um, it's been a while since we've played Norwich, so I think everyone will be up for it. The players, coaching staff and the fans. But I think the last question that I do want to ask you is, have you got a prediction for the game? There's only one answer. An Ipswich win. It could be 3-2, it could be 1-0. Um, definitely, I think that'll be three points in the bag. Let's head straight to the penalty box. Here's Derby Day hat-trick hero, Alex Matthew. Can you believe it's 25 years since your, your big day against Norwich? Yeah, it's uh, 25 years is a long time, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like 25 years. Uh, it doesn't feel that way anyway. But uh, yeah, great day. Great day for Ipswich Town. Yeah, are the memories still vivid though? Have you, are they still in there? Yeah, I see enough of the goals on telly, especially when Norwich games come up. It's always... Uh, there and thereabouts, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the goals, I can remember them as, as if they were yesterday, yeah. Can you talk us through them then? I watched them last night and I, I, I thought I'd remembered them pretty well, but there was one of them like, that kind of slipped my mind a little bit, but can you talk us through them? Uh, yeah, the first one was one we'd worked in training during the week uh, with Brian Hamilton, there was a crossover at the corner and we just threw the ball into space and I was to run on, just strike it first time and that's exactly what happened. It was like, done exactly what it says on the tin, basically. Uh, I, I don't think I'll hit a ball it sweeter than that uh, on that day. It was just perfect after two minutes as well. Uh, straight in, bang, back in it. Uh, great strike. One of the best goals I've scored. What are those emotions like then? I mean, obviously when the ball hits the net any time, with a goal as good as that, it's going to be great. But to do that in a, in a derby game that meant so much, what, what did that mean to you? Yeah, I think the celebration said it all, to be fair, we were absolutely delighted because we, we hadn't beat Norwich, uh, we were struggling to beat them um, and to get that goal early doors to settle everybody down uh, was just great and, and even perfect because we uh, we worked it in training as well, so it was great. Yeah, and then two more before half-time, obviously everyone everyone will know that game ended in a 5-0 win, but 3-0 up at half-time, first half hat-trick, stuff of dreams. Yeah, definitely, and I, I pulled my calf actually after the first goal. When I was running with a striker, I actually tweaked my calf. Uh, so, but the adrenaline kept me going, and then I scored the, the second one. Was probably the harder goal for me because I had time to think about it. Do you know what I mean? I had a lot of run. I had to run for the halfway line. There was nobody near me. It was just me and the goalkeeper. So I had to had to basically take my time and, th and think what I was going to do. And sometimes that's a nightmare for a striker. I mean, you too much time, you, you start to panic. But uh, I managed to keep my cool, and I've just slotted it back. Give Andy Marshall a little dummy and. Managed to slot it in the, the right-hand corner of the net. Yeah, where does that kind of fit in everything that you did in your career? You, you got an awful lot done in your in your football career at various clubs up and down the country, Scotland and England. Where does that that day kind of sit amongst all of that? Well, it's one that I'm most remembered for. I mean, I scored again. I, I scored a really good hat trick against Sunderland and the 1-3 now, and that never gets mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, 
it's, it's my highlight in my Norwich, uh, Norwich Ipswich game uh, career basically Ipswich was just fantastic all the way through uh, to, so to score three was fantastic because I hadn't scored against Norwich in all my career in the, uh, with Ipswich but to score three on that day was just phenomenal yeah do you remember like the atmosphere around those games what, what it was like in the build up and things like that yeah I mean to be fair, for the players, it wasn't as bad uh, as what it is for the fans. The fans get, get the hype. We managed to keep ourselves calm and in any way during the games. Um, as always, we just go out and do our job as professionals at the end of the day. But with the players, we're just young lads, you know what I mean? We just want to go out and play football, and that's what it was about. We just wanted to go and play football and enjoy it. Uh, but to win that game the way we did was just great. Was the, like the, is the build-up to those games any different? Is, is the aftermath any, any different? Does it change at all? Yeah, you can feel it, in the, you can feel it around the town. Do you know what I mean? It's the, the town is buzzing when we beat... Uh, when Ipswich is buzzing when you, you beat uh, Norwich. And it's just vice versa when you're, uh, you can beat off them. You don't want to go out, you don't want to... Because everybody's more doom and gloom, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, but once, once after that day, the full town was buzzing. The full town was buzzing. Yeah. Did you know much about Ipswich Norwich and the rivalry when you when you came down? Was that a rivalry that you were aware of, or did you have to kind of learn it and, and get to know what everyone thought? I've, in a few, <laughs> I've been involved in a few derbies uh, throughout my years: Celtic Rangers, uh, Sunderland, Newcastle, all these sort of things. So I know what the feeling is for the derby. Uh, and what the way it, what it means to the fans, so I did. I was aware of what that is, but uh, yeah, but, but as it's, it's very, very bitter. Uh, but it always <laughs> has been, and it always will be, uh, no matter what area you're. Birmingham, Aston Villa, Wolves, Aston Villa. They're all they're all bitter games, aren't they? Yeah, but back in that back in that squad, who were the who were the guys that were kind of telling you how much it meant? Who were the who were the players that really sort of felt it? Do you think? Well, you got Milts, didn't you? Simon was my roommate. You know what I mean? So me and Simon were always talking about the notch. What he felt because he lived out that way, didn't he? he lived in Thetford, so he, he you know he knew what it was like, and he was always telling me what it was like. We had Garrett Williams and that who'd been there a long time. Uh, mixed up well, you know what I mean. All these players who's been there, done it, wore the T-shirt, uh, played so many games. Warky, Warky is there. He's told so many. So there was, I knew all about them. And I knew what it was like and what it meant to the fans more than anything else. Yeah, and obviously um, it's been a while since Ipswich and Norwich met. Uh, it's been a very long time since Ipswich won one of these games. So we're at the point now where where it's kind of meaning an awful lot to the fans again. Definitely, and as I say, we are the form team going into the game, but. People say form goes out the window, but it does. It does a little bit. Uh, but I reckon if we get the early goal, I think their heads will drop. If we give them something to hang on, it's going to be a tough game for us. Uh, but if we go one 0 up, I think we could go and win it comfortably. It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? The form goes out the window in a derby. But why does it? Why, why does it change when you get into a game like that? I think because the, 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 both sets of players and fans know what it's about. Do you know what I mean? The atmosphere is completely different in uh, any normal game. Both fans want really want that victory uh, and that, that comes onto the pitch as well uh, but I just think I just think if we get the if we get the impetus of scoring the first goal we'll go on and win it comfortably but if we don't it's going to be a tough goal game for us Yeah, Football's changed a little bit hasn't it it's a lot more technical now and, and in terms of sending players out to kind of make a statement early on it's a little bit different it's about getting the ball down and playing maybe but fast starts are going to be massive aren't they 
Yeah, definitely. And, and, and over the last few weeks, we have started very well at Switch Town. We're getting goals early doors, but we are conceding as well. So it's important we get that fast start again and we don't concede. Um, I mean, I couldn't play in t the modern game today. Do you know what I mean? It's, I'd be so impatient because uh, I always wanted the ball forward into the channels to run on to and stuff like that. It's a more patient game now. It's, it's, it's side, side to side, keep the ball possession, and it's, it's playing the, scoring the perfect goal, basically. I bet you want to be out there, though, don't you? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, if I could, I mean, the head still wants to do it. You know what I mean? The body can. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd love to be still playing. Uh, I really would, but we've uh, all got to grow old sometime. You're a regular at Ipswich away games. Um, will you be watching this one? It's obviously on the TV. Will you be watching this one? Yeah, I, I watch all the games. Yeah, I always watch Ipswich Newcastle games if they, if they don't clash. Yeah, so I like going to the, both the games. But yeah, I, I definitely be watching this one. Yeah, and what would your advice be to any kind of players experiencing it for the first time? Which there's quite a few of them in the Ipswich team will be experiencing this game for the first time. Basically, don't let the game pass you by. I mean, there's some big games I've went into and the game's passed me by before it's even started. So basically, get your first touch, get it under control, try and do the first thing that you do right, because uh, there's nothing worse when you make a mistake and first thing the fans are on your back, not, not your home fans, but the away fans, and they start ridiculing you and stuff like that. So just basically go out there and, and, and do your best. That's all you can ask for. One more, one more question. Can we push you for a prediction? I think a draw would be a good result. Uh, I do think a draw will be a good result uh, because I, th I think it's going to be a tough old game but a win would just be absolutely fantastic. It really would because we've not beat them in a long, long time. hope you're right. I hope so. Finally, just a quick word from our pals over at the club shop ahead of the big day on the 25th and a reminder to get your orders in before the Christmas delivery cut-off. Now, for economy delivery, you need to order before 3 o'clock on Friday the 15th of December. For next day delivery, you need to order before 3 o'clock on Wednesday, 20th of December. And for click and collect, order before 3 p.m. on Thursday, 21st December for collection on Saturday, 23rd December. Planet Blue is closed on Christmas Eve, so make sure you get your orders in on time. Ensure you've got your Blues presents under the tree this year. That's it for this episode of the Official Town Podcast. Tickets for our game against Norwich City are sold out wherever you're going to be watching it. Sitting down to listen to it across the world. Enjoy the game. Come on, you Blues. Catch you next time.